This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Yes, the three amigos are back. This is something we did two weeks ago, and we got wonderful feedback on One Rental at a Time and other channels. Uh, so let's welcome Dion from Dion Talk and Matt from Lumberjack Landlord. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Doing great, Mike. I actually, I had some threesome jokes ready, but that seems <laughs> like a one-time thing. And since we're doing this again, it's more of a thruple. So we'll go. With that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, based, based on what I'm seeing on my camera, hopefully yeah, I can yeah, do nope. better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, that is hilarious. Well, hey, one thing I want to do is we're sitting here July 1st. I have always used July 4th, right? Kind of is that time to look, look, look at where I'm at in the year, right? Am I, am I on track with what I want? Am I ahead? Do I need to reset? You know, all of those things. So, you know, what I'm going to do here is we're going to, we're going to talk about some crazy predictions I had over the last six months where we're at and, you know, we're running, we're running pretty good. Uh, so you guys ready for that? Yes. Awesome. Yep. So, so the first one that, that I'll put out, and again, I love my audience because they're all sending me articles and they're like, Hey, Michael, you got this one. You got this one. Just this morning, another federal organization, this one called Guinea May, G-I-N-N-I-E, I, whatever. But now they are approving and buying 40-year mortgages. Mm-hmm. Did, you guys, uh, did you guys see or hear that? Did. In the last- did. Yeah. So basically what they're doing, in my opinion, and, and I called for this like six months ago, yep. part of the affordable, avoidable foreclosures, which will be the topic of the next six to nine months, a lot of those people that didn't pay for 12 months, they're going to get a second and they're going to get a new amortized first, which will go up to 40 years. And uh, what the federal organization organization is basically saying is we will now have a buy box for 40 year mortgages, which they never have had before. Hence they were never used, right? If, if you don't have a way as a bank to sell your mortgages, which a lot of institutions do, they don't have the program. Now, at least we have 40-year mortgages as an option. Uh, currently, only for people in forbearance, but I'm willing to bet that that's where it starts. That's not where it finishes. <laughs> so, policy, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, okay, well, that felt good. Let's do that again. Sure. So sure. I'm going to guess 40-year mortgages are a thing, uh, probably not in the too distant future, maybe 22, maybe 23. But what do you guys think about 40-year mortgages and the uh, value of homes? Uh, I guess we're going to Matt first. At the risk of being wrong, I think it's going to happen. It's definitely yeah. going to happen a thousand percent. That's one way to make something really affordable is by just adding another 10 years onto the amortization of the thing, right? And just another 10, yeah. only another 10 years of payments, another 120 payments between yeah. you and another government entity or your bank servicing the loan. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's going to happen. And I think that, you know, there's, there's, right scenarios to do it there's wrong scenarios to do it right just like there always are and if you're looking at making things affordable there's 
nothing that makes them more affordable than giving you another <laughs> 10 years of payments. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. then you can have the rate around where it is now, right? And you can elongate the, that the time that the rate remains that, and you get a 40 year mortgage. Yeah, I get it. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's better for the, I think it's better for the government to do it that way for, for other people. Like for example, for us, we're not getting a $25,000 credit at closing. Right. Mm -mm. And so if you can get a 40 year product, I think I rather see a 40 year product in the market than see a bunch of handout money at closing. Mm -hmm. I'd rather see that option for people because I think that that, that makes for healthier decisions. Yeah. How about you, Dan? When you, when you, when you hear 40 year mortgage, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, the really cool thing about reaching financial freedom for all three of us is we can usually speak our mind and not care what someone thinks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for the most part. And I, I did that before, few... but now it's, now it's even better. <laughs> over the last few months, we've had several conversations talking about a 40-year mortgage. And every time I made a comment in a post on Real Estate Rookie Facebook group or the Bigger Pockets official group, I would get attacked. Some would claim yeah. to be lenders, some would claim to be investors, and I've never heard of 40 year, it will yeah, never happen. happen yeah. And so now if the only way to get it is to be on forbearance, go on forbearance. Yeah. And then it's available to everybody. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first step. And it is, it's, it's a gateway drug. Yeah. As soon as it's available to somebody, it will, you know, other people will start to see the, the demand. So it'll be available. Uh, so I definitely... As an investor who focuses on cash flow, I don't really care or plan on mortgages being paid off. So 40 years looks attractive. I mean, it's like the debate now as an investor, which do you prefer 15 year or 30 yeah. year? I've chosen 30 year every time. So I think mathematically it might make sense to go with a shorter mortgage, but I like cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things going to happen. First, it's uh, I love that gateway comment. That's exactly right. They're going to use it here. It'll be used there for six months. There'll be 500, 700, 800,000 people that have 40-year mortgages. Then suddenly people are squawk, why not me? Why not me? And you know, in a year, maybe two, it'll be just as common. But just in, you know, just it'll be an option that we can all have. They may, again, they may make it only for owner ox. They may not give it to investors. Right? I, I could see that, yeah. you know, being, being, because yeah. again, that's, that's how they're going to do it. Right. It, it wouldn't come out for everyone. I could really see them just making an owner ox loan, not investor loan. I, I think that probably makes sense. But so chalk you know, one they, up for house hacking. Yeah, exactly. House hacking wins again. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Matt, we got to get you on my Facebook group. We're getting, we had some questions in the Facebook group uh, for, about house hacking just today. So I, I took a shot, but I got to add you to the group if I haven't already. <laughs> we got to get the expert coming in. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. It. But, the, but the other thing is when I see it, it's, it's one of these things that's going to feel good in the moment, yeah. but won't feel good 24 months from now, you know, or 24 months after it happens. Because what will, what will happen is prices will will almost immediately start to rise. Uh, yes. And if you want a sample of this, just look at new cars, mm -hmm. right? Look at the, you know, the Cadillac and the SUVs and, and, and all of these things. When did prices really go up? Well, when they stopped using 60 month or five years and they went to seven and 10 and 12 uh, year payment terms for cars. Now they're hundred grand, right? When, when I was looking at them decades ago, they were 40 grand or 50 grand. A lot of mm -hmm. it's because of financing and it's all about the payment. Of course. Uh, so I, I'm really torn. I, I think a 30 year mortgage is, um, a long time, but 
I was raised or I believe it's something that most people could pay off. Once you start getting to 40 and you know the average life expectancy in life, I mean, pretty soon it's like, I'm going to have a mortgage till I'm dead. I, I just don't know how I feel about that, right? I just, I don't know. Uh, but I think it's going to happen. I think price is going to go up. Uh, I own a few, I own just a few homes. So I'll, I'll take the increased appreciation. Uh, I won't get any 40-year mortgages at this point, right? But I'm, I'm near the end, not the beginning. So it's just crazy. So 40-year mortgage was number one topic. Number two, inventory. So you guys have heard me talk about inventory going up to potentially 2 million. That was my call, 2 million by the end of July. Man, I got 30 days. We'll see what happens. But just today, uh, an article came out with June numbers. So this was like really fast, right? July 1st, June numbers. And they're saying new listings are up 5.5% from May. Ten, or No, I'm sorry, 5.5% year on year. Yes. 10.9% month on month. Mm -hmm. 10 markets posted 20% increase. The largest ones were Milwaukee, 45% increase in listings in one month. Cleveland, Ohio, 38%. Columbus, Ohio, 26%. And right in my backyard, Silicon Valley, San Jose, California, up 41%. Folks, listings are coming just like we all said. What have you guys been seeing in your markets? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, we're starting to see inventory, you know, I mean, when we were talking back in February and March, Mike, and we were talking about, you know, uh, I think at the time there might've been six multis, you know, between two and four on my, in my market, mm -hmm. um, where there was normally a list of about 75. Um, and now it's still not that impressive of a list, but it's not, it's not four or five. Now I think it's maybe 16 or 17. So it's triple. Uh, yeah. or quadru you know, almost quadruple. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're, I'm definitely seeing it more now. What I'm seeing more now is what we talked about kind of on the back end of more inventory is price reduction. Exactly. The crap is starting to finally ease down. And that's, you know, that's where guys like us, a lot of times find value. Yeah, like, know, hmm. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, come on. crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so yeah, so I've started to see, I've started to see some price reduction. I've started to see, like we went through your uh, eight, your go, your do work spreadsheet yeah. of like 10, 10, uh, 10 panels. Yep. Um, you know, we, I think we had six or seven of them. And so we're starting to see that the crazy thing is on the affordability side, we're still at a four. And so yeah. it's still hitting the market. The prices are, I mean, the cap rates are ridiculous. The yeah. prices are still ridiculous. And so I think that there's, if you're sub- I'd say if you're sub three and a quarter, your house is still gone the first week it's on the market. Yeah. But if, if you're in that fours, five, sixes range, you're sitting a little bit. It's not, it's not the instantaneous sale that it was even 60 or 90 days ago. Yeah. What are you seeing, Dion? More inventory and a lot of, a lot of properties that sell for over asking 20, 30, $40,000 over asking get the news. They get the spotlight on them. Pretty much every investor that I've talked to has purchased properties at asking or starting to get below. I just did a deal deep delve with a young gentleman the other day who was 43 or something thousand dollars below the list price. Right. So we're seeing um, people who are thinking of selling are going to want to sell because of the possible tax changes that we talked about, you know, 1031 mm -hmm. going away, capital gains going up. So instead of prices going on this, you know, rocketing up, 
it's rockets and feathers. They go up like rockets, come down like feathers. Ooh, I like that. When the price starts to come down, people are going to start saying crash, you know, just like with appreciation. We had 16% appreciation last year. If we have 8% next year, they're going to say appreciation is down 50%. (laughs) It's the end of the world. Uh, So we are seeing more inventory and I'm seeing more asking price offers get accepted. So just like Matt said, it's not bidding wars and it's not selling immediately. Uh, and I think that started a few weeks ago and, and I'm seeing more and more of it. Yeah. What, what I'm seeing in my market is, is more listings. And this is what, again, I, I think it's the beauty of studying consumers for 30 years is they move in packs, right? And you just have to figure out where the pack is pointing. So right now in houses across America, more and more people are thinking they're going to list, right? It's, it, it's in the numbers. You know, will I hit 2 million in July? No, but I bet you we do in August. You know, so we'll see. But what is happening is mom and dad are sitting around the table and saying, honey, my house is too small. It's too this, it's too that. And then they're calling our agent and the agent is telling them, hey, I think we can list for 199. That seller's going, no, we can't take 199. Susie down the street got 229 or 239 or whatever it was in April or March. And that agent is going to go, well, it's not April or March anymore. The market's very different. Probably not going to win that conversation because it's difficult. So they're going to list at 229 or 239. It's going to sit, right? The junk sits. And then what happens is it, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a price drop. And then it goes to 209 or 219 and it still sits. So this is, this is happening across the country. That's why listings are going to expand. That's why days on market are going to happen. That's why we're going to have price drops. But at the end of this, 45, 60 days from now, two things will happen. One is the people that were thinking about selling their home at 229 will refuse to drop under 199 and they'll just take it off the market. Like nobody understands my house is special. I don't want to go anywhere. And that's fine, right? It's your choice not to sell. But then the other ones will take a price drop. And and where they could have got 199, they'll probably get 188 or 187. And that's where I'm excited by what's coming. And we actually had a question in the Facebook group, um, from somebody in, in the private Facebook group that we're all a part of. It says basically some questions that you can answer here are the next video context. The market is slowing down and things will get better in two or three months. Like we are talking. Why is it imperative for us to be watching at the inflection point? I talk about my best deals are bought at the inflection points rather than after market corrects and sellers become more aware of change realities and temper the expectations. You guys want to take a shot at that? Because I thought all three of us can answer instead of just me. Why don't we go to Dion first? Sure. So you talked about finding out which way the crowd is pointing because uh, you know they buy in groups. Mm-hmm. You'd want to do that, but you want to be in front of it. Exactly. You don't want to be following the crowd. Exactly. That's well. There we go, Matt. You want to say anything? <laughs> exactly. Exactly my answer. Yeah. I mean, and because the other thing too is, is that what most people don't realize is that when you're on the back end of that group, rates are already higher right? And also there's usually that much more inventory. And the problem is, is that again, if you're setting the trend in the beginning, then you're likely to get that desperation person, as opposed to everyone kind of being more accepting of kind of, well, this is where we're at. Right. You want that person that's desperate in the beginning where they're just like, I, I think it's falling. Our, our, our activities completely dropped off. Um, wh- you know, what are we going to do? We need to consider any offer. And I'll let's take do a whatever I can get. Exactly. Let's do a quick price reduction. And then the rates are still what they currently are now, which is yeah. not 
30, 60 days from now or, or 90 days when the, when the group really starts to move yeah. by that point, usually your rates are going to be half a point to a point higher. Right. I mean, that's what yeah. happened in Oh seven, Oh eight. That's yeah. what happened in Oh eight. Yeah. The whole, the whole key to this of investing in front of an inflection point is to be leading the pack. Yep. I want to be ahead of them all. Uh, and again, what, what this really means is right to use the earlier example of 199, 229 and all of that is I might make seven or eight offers and six of them will end up being that house that's going to come off the market, right? They're just not that motivated. But what I will find is the two people that are like, dude, we got to get out. We got a job in Texas that's waiting for us. We got to go. And here's the only offer that makes sense. So right. uh, I want to lead that. I want to get my choice instead of taking the leftovers, right? I don't want to pick up the leftovers. I don't want any competition. And I want to set the pace. Um, that's why you look every day. I hate this freaking idea. I'm just going to wait for it to all settle out. What are you doing? Why would you do that? It's I'm going to beat you. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck picking up the leftovers. <laughs> I have a lot of times where people say, I'm going to wait for the crash and then buy someone you're trying to help get into real yeah. estate, find financial freedom. And I say, that's perfect. Just like everybody who heard about a stock that went up a bunch. So they bought it when it was cheap. Yes, like that's exactly. what they're trying to do. Right. It's too late now. You don't have a time travel machine. You need to be doing the work every day. Yeah. So then the last thing I talked about happening, I talked about this a year ago, is I fully expected um, housing authority. I expected the housing authority program, I'll call it section eight here. I think it's called section eight across the country uh, to get increased, um, increased monies. And just today I found a post uh, where they're looking to give that fund or that organization or whatever government agency, maybe, I don't know. Uh, another $5.4 billion, potentially helping several hundred thousand families. So for the first time in years, they're really looking to expanding that program, giving housing prices and rents. And um, I think it's a good thing, but I also think it's a sign of what's kind of out there. So um, do you guys do, in, do you either have, either of you have section eight tenants, Dion? Oh yeah. I keep about a third of my units in section eight, a third okay. military, and then a third working and retired. Very cool. On purpose. On purpose. And you know, you can't run an ad that yeah. says military only, section eight only, but I can call the housing authority and say, I have a unit coming available. Yeah, I can advertise on base or, and that tells you what kind of tenant you're going to get. There you go. And Matt, do you have, do you have any section eight yet? Out of all of my units, I have zero right now, but I met, yeah. but yeah. I met with them yesterday. Ah, what'd you find yeah. out? Um, so yeah, I think it's, um, literally the conversation I had with her, I was just very transparent and I said, I've been trying to help people for about seven years and I get burned every time. Okay. So it's time to get you guys involved. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And so she was like, really? And I said, yeah, I said, I'm going to give you five units. Here's the breakdown. Here's where they are. She's like, honestly, she looked at me like I was riding on a white horse. Yeah. Um, and she said, she said, I, we have 150 vouchers. That's what they call it. So it used to be section vouchers. eight. Now it's the voucher program. Yep. Um, so she said, we have 150 vouchers. She says, I have 20 that are about to expire. And if they expire, we have to go they through don't. the whole entire process yeah. again. Yeah. So we literally turned up the heat and we're just like, okay, these are five units. And she was great. She was great to work with super attentive. Mm -hmm. They will absolutely work with you as a landlord. Oh yeah. They were great. I mean, it was a, it was honestly, it was a great experience. Um, and so I'm just going through it the very first time, filled out all my paperwork last night. And so she talked to a bunch of people and I've already gotten emails from a half a dozen of them that were doing showings this weekend. That's awesome. So, so I won't just refer you to a video, Matt, and say, hey, I've got a video on how to do this, but here's a really quick tip. This is something that will get 
cut a couple of weeks off of the process. Yeah. They're going to send an inspector to your property to make sure the bedrooms yes. qualify as bedrooms, all the doors and windows work and the electric panel is secured. If there's anything you need to fix, a loose light fixture, a door mm -hmm. that doesn't work right, they're going to say, let's schedule a reinspection. Mm -hmm. Tell them when I fix it, can I send you a video? Every single yeah. time so far, that's eliminated a two week wait. You send the video, you 10 minutes later, you have an approval. Perfect. Love it. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. So we, um, so in New Hampshire, we actually do that a lot with, um, with inspectors. We do that a lot with inspectors. They're really so busy and so overworked that a lot of times if you can, you know, really prove that it's the place and prove that it's fixed and pull and tug or do whatever you need to do with whatever you're touching. Inspectors have been really, really good. I feel horrible for them because all these towns with taxes, mm. they're so understaffed that anything I can do to help them out and speed up the process for them to get an approval and to get something done, we'd always do it. So that's a great tip, Dina. Yeah. And closing on Section 8 or Housing Authority or voucher program for me, I've always had 30. It's I think the highest I was at was just over 40%, but it's always been above 30. I would, I'd be fine if 100% of my units were Section 8. I take Section 8 in, in all of my units. Um, it's just, it's just the right, I, I just, I grew up in that kind of environment and I just, I, uh, I'm again, I, I love providing above, you know, I call it pride of ownership rentals. Yes. Um, on purpose. Right. So, uh, I love the program and lo and behold, it was really good to know I had section eight tenants paying in February, March last year when we didn't know what would happen to the cash tenants. I was like, good. Thank God that money showed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, that was hilarious. So again, uh, as we're sitting here in the second half, 40-year uh, mortgages, housing inventory coming, more, uh, more housing assistance coming. Uh, what do you guys think um, demand will be like as we kind of get into the end of the year? You think it falls off a cliff, picks up, stays flat? Uh, we'll go to Matt first. I think it's nuts. I think it's going to stay nuts. I really yeah. do. I think because, you know, uh, Coldwell Banker, if you believe what their study said, which is 68% of people believe they're going to move in the next year. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> 68%? What are you people nuts? Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of U-Haul trucks. That's, that's a lot. I mean, honestly, I need to invest in U-Haul, even if half that comes true. Holy cow. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's gonna be a, I think there's gonna be a huge drive. I think there's gonna be people that are from a rental perspective, Mike. I think there's gonna be people be people that are upgrading. Yes. I think that's gonna happen. I think there's all the new entry into the market as well. And I think that. There's going to be congestion at the top part of that, which is going from a nice rental to a home. I think yeah. there's going to be congestion there because usually, you know, there's always that you're strong, your links, your chain's only as strong as your weakest link. And that's where I think the weak link is, is that enough inventory to get those people out of product mm -hmm. into something else. And so I think there's going to be a log jam in what I would call value properties. That's yeah. what I really try and specialize in, which is I try and give you an A at a B price. There you go. Awesome. So, How about you, Dan? What you seeing? I think demand's actually going to continue to be through the roof. I agree with Matt on this. We talked about whichever way the crowd is going, we want to be leading it as investors. That's why we do the work every day. There are millions of people who aren't doing the work every day, yeah. but have seen for the last year, which way the crowd's going. So real estate has proven to be an appreciable asset with stability. So come hedge funds like Blackstone basically are starting to invest in this. Why wouldn't people follow the herd like they do in every other investing strategy? So demand is going to stay as yeah. high as it is now, at least. If, if they're making the yeah, demand's going to stay up, and I think if they're making the bet on seventeen thousand homes, don't you think you should probably make the bet on one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of why I like one rental at a time. I just get I just get brought up in the yeah. the updraft rising tide. But yeah, I don't. 
There you go. I don't know if you guys saw it. I did a live stream. There was a, there was a particular company. I forget the name now, but they bought 4,000 homes. It was a hedge fund, bought 4,000 homes in the crash. It was all older stock, right? So they've held it for a while. Uh, they just sold a thousand of them, their last thousand for 300 million bucks. And guess what they're going to do with the money? Buy more. They're going to buy more, but they're going to do build for rent. They want new stock. I'm telling you, some, some hedge fund's going to buy a builder and says, I want you to build just for me. It's going to happen. Well, yeah, I think, I, Mike, I think that's 100% what's going to happen because I think that as you look at the situation, lumber down 40%, now it's not so daunting to start buying, you know, and, and to be able to start building stuff. And I watched that uh, developer that you have from Austin. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it here. Like in our area, there is hard to find, like every piece of land that's not built on has about a, you know, an, a story as long as your arm. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. it was this, it was that. And so the fact where he's buying 45 minutes outside of Austin now, yeah. holy cow. Yeah. And I yeah. think that, I think that with lumber, you know, basically let's, let's call it what it is. If lumber's down 40%, that's a crash in lumber. No um, it's still twice what it cost, but it's not four X what it costs. And this means that that's likely charges that those builders can now pass on to home buyers. No question. Yeah. Very, very fun, guys. I love this conversation. So how can they find you? We'll get part of your world. Uh, we'll start with uh, Dion. Uh, I'm very active in Bigger Pockets and here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And Matt? My Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and LumberjackLandlord.com where the fun never stops. Yeah, do me a favor, guys. Subscribe to these guys' channels. They're putting out amazing content and they're part of our family. Uh, and they're created great content for the course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. So thank you very much, guys. Welcome. Thanks, Mike.